Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Numbers 23. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read this chapter, we pray that we would enjoy the humor as we see the point that you will accomplish your purpose. Your promises are sure that nothing can change them. We're so thankful. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Numbers 23. Balaam said to Balak, Build for me this, seven altars, and prepare for me this, seven bulls and seven rams. And Balak did just as Balaam spoke. And Balak offered Balaam a bull and a ram on the altar. And Balaam said to Balak, Station yourself at your burnt offering, and I will go. Perhaps Yahweh will come to meet me, and whatever he shows me, I will tell to you. So he went to a barren height. And God met with Balaam, and he said to him, I have arranged seven altars, and I have offered a bull and a ram on the altar. Yahweh put a word in the mouth of Balaam and said, Return to Balak, and you must speak thus. So he returned to him, and behold, he was standing beside his burnt offering, he and all the leaders of Moab. And he lifted up his oracle and said, From Aram Balak led me, from the mountains of the east the king of Moab. Go for me, curse Jacob, and go denounce Israel. How can I curse whom God has not cursed? And how can I denounce whom Yahweh has not denounced? Because from the top of the rocks I see him, from hilltops I watch him. Behold, a people who dwell alone, they do not consider themselves among the nations. Who can count the dust of Jacob, or as a number the fourth part of Israel? Let my life die the death of an upright person, and let my end be like his. And Balak said to Balaam, What have you done to me? I took you to curse my enemies, and look, you have surely blessed them. He answered and said, Should I not speak what Yahweh puts in my mouth? Then Balak said, Please walk with me to another place, where you will see them, but you will only see part of them, and will not see all of them and cursed them for me from there. So he took him to the field of Zophim, to the top of Pisgah, and he built seven altars, and he offered a bull and a ram on each altar. Balaam said to Balak, Station yourself here at the burnt offering, while I myself meet with Yahweh there. Then Yahweh met with Balaam, and he put a word in his mouth, and he said, Return to Balak, and you must speak thus. He came to him, and behold, he was standing at his burnt offering, and the princes of Moab with him. And Balak said to him, What has Yahweh spoken? Then he uttered his oracle and said, Stand up, Balak, and hear. Listen to me, son of Zippor. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of humankind that he should change his mind. Has he said, and will he not do it? And has he spoken, and will he not fulfill it? Behold, I have received a command to bless. When he has blessed, I cannot cause it to return. He has no regard for evil in Jacob, and he does not see trouble in Israel. Yahweh his God is with him, and a shout of a king is among them. God who brings them out from Egypt is like the strength of a wild ox for them, because there is no sorcery against Jacob, and there is no divination against Israel. Now it will be said to Jacob and Israel, what God has done. Look, the people will rise like the lion. He raises himself and will not lie down until he eats the prey 
and drinks the blood of the slain. Then Balak said to Balaam, Do not curse them at all, nor bless them at all. But Balaam answered and said to Balak, Did I not speak to you, saying, Whatever Yahweh speaks, I will do? Then Balak said to Balaam, Please come, I will take you to another place. Perhaps it will be acceptable to God, and you will curse for me from there. So Balak took Balaam to the top of Peor, which looks down on the face of Jeshimon. And Balaam said to Balak, Build for me these seven altars, and prepare for me these seven bulls and seven rams. Balak did just as Balaam said, and he offered a bull and a ram on each altar. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. We are in the story of Balaam. Moab and Midian were afraid of the Israelites, so they hired Balaam to come and curse Israel for them, since they knew they couldn't defeat them in battle themselves. This story has a lot of humor to it, showing how foolish the people are when they try to go against God. So Balaam finally arrived, and Balak gets everything set up so that Balaam can curse Israel for him. Balaam tells Balak to build seven altars and sacrifice a bull and a ram on each altar. We have seen the number seven being important in the Bible. It started with creation when God rested on the seventh day. Often it represents completeness. So Balaam knows that this is a special number and is using it to try to get God to say what he wants. But of course, it doesn't work. Yahweh gives Balaam a message. The message is basically, Israel is not cursed. They are blessed. Yahweh already told Balaam that when the messengers first arrived. But Balak doesn't like this message, and Balaam wanted to get paid, so he is hoping God will change his mind. Of course, Balak was angry with this prophecy, but he isn't going to give up so easily. He thinks maybe a different location will help. So they go to a new location and again build seven altars and make offerings on each. So Yahweh again meets with Balaam and gives him a new message. This message is basically saying God isn't going to change his mind about Israel. Israel is going to win, and there's nothing Balak can do about it. With each message, Balak is getting more upset with Balaam. He says it would be better not to speak than to say these things. Of course, Balak has this idea that Balaam can make things happen, whereas he's actually only able to say things that God tells him. God makes things happen. So Balak decides to try again. you got to give it to him. He is not one to give up easily. So again, he builds seven altars. But the prophecy comes in the next chapter, so we'll have to wait for that one. And now for a deeper dive. Does God have a sense of humor? I think this story shows that he obviously does. Just the fact that we have a sense of humor would point us to God having a sense of humor, because he created us. But in the Bible, we never see God doing something just because it is funny. God doesn't play tricks on people just to laugh at them. There is a higher point to the humor. Humor is a tool, like storytelling. God doesn't just tell stories for the fun of it. The stories are well-crafted, but not for the sake of the craft. There's a point. And so it is here with the humor. God is pointing out the futility of trying to go against God. God blessed Abraham, and that blessing has come down to Israel, and humans cannot change that. And God certainly won't change it. In the first prophecy, he mentions counting the dust of Jacob, which reminds us of the promise to Abraham of the descendants being like the dust of the earth. In the second prophecy, he mentions blessing. And we remember that God said Abraham would be blessed. He would be a blessing. And those who bless him would be blessed. And those who curse him would be cursed. So, 
Let's enjoy the humor while we see the point that you cannot change God's purpose. And then we can be thankful that God allows us into the blessing of Abraham. What an amazing privilege. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.